Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Welcome to Connecting a Better World, where we spend time meeting some of the most incredible human beings who make this world a better place. We will learn how each individual took their ideas, mission, and purpose to create and serve others in business and organizations that surround social good, social entrepreneurship, and social impact, and find out how we, together, can further connect others to help. I am your host, Dr. Natalie Phillips. Today, I will be talking with Dantiel Daniels, former Colorado State men's basketball player and professional player in Finland, Uruguay, and China, and is now an inspirational athletic coach. He takes time to share with me about Teal Talk, his podcast dedicated to highlight and have an open conversation about current events surrounding African-American culture. Bootstrapping and funding on his own, Teal is also forming a nonprofit organization to provide opportunities and support for disadvantaged youth, teens, and adults. He is currently writing a book titled Man on a Mission, which is a motivational book about adversity that he has had to overcome in his life and the importance of giving back. All right, so I'm going to welcome Dantiel Daniels to the show. Welcome to the show, Dantiel. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So um, we've known each other just because uh, my husband had worked with you as well as um, was your strength coach, which is which is yep. super you know interesting and fun. Yep. Um, but I'm excited because after all of this, you've really become somebody and you're really trying yes. to impact <laughs> I'm super excited. Um, but I want to kind of stop and um, start at the beginning. And I want you to mm-hmm. tell uh, my listeners a little bit more about you. You know, let's talk about you maybe growing up and basketball. Um, you were a player here at Colorado State University, came back to be yes. a GA. But like, did you, I'm just curious, did you start off thinking that you were going to play basketball growing up or even be a coach? So talk, talk me through like your, your childhood and kind of where all that started. Oh, definitely not. Uh, so I grew up uh, kind of rough, very rough, actually. Low expectations. Uh, not a lot of people really, you know, I think for, for me and my family, graduating high school was kind of the pinnacle. So I grew up, you know, welfare, Section 8, low income, all kind of all of those things. And nobody in my family has set the example just as far as, just kind of breaking through the glass ceiling. So I was the one, but I never really liked basketball. I was always tall for my age, but we never really had enough money to be able to put me on a team to be able to support that. And we didn't have a car. So it would be difficult to get me to and from practices. But as I grew up, I I learned to like the game and I've, I've always liked it, but when I finally was able to play for an organized team, when we moved uh, to Winsville, a suburb of St. Louis, about 25, 30 miles west, that's when I really, that's when I really kind of started to love the game more and I found out that I could play. So I think my story for those, uh, for those people who don't know, I was just a person who never gave up. I had a golden opportunity and I took it 
and I held on to it. And I, from that opportunity, I just kind of rode it to the wheels fall, fell off. And even now I'm still uh, reaping the, the rewards of basketball and growing up. It wasn't anything that me or my family or anybody that knew me thought that I could be a professional athlete or go on to play in three different countries or have two different degrees or just being able to travel the world and see new things. So I'm just, like I said, a person who never gave up a lot of the obstacles in front of me. I've always pushed through. I've always been a person to uh, just be like, well, I might not know this, but I can figure it out. I can figure things out. And so just going back to my childhood, I've always been like that. I'm the youngest of five kids. So I've been fighting adversity for I don't for my whole life. I've always been, you know, picked on for being the youngest with my brothers and sisters. And they always tease me for being the baby. But as I started to grow taller and bigger and stronger, that the teasing and the stuff stopped really, really fast. So I was just somebody that really never gave up and made the most out of every opportunity I had. Wow. So what age were you then when you started to play? My first year playing basketball, organized basketball, was mm-hmm. 13 years old. Okay. And I didn't really know my left from my right, but I tried to make it work. Wow. Because you had a pretty successful career, you know, even at Colorado State University, you went on and played in three different countries, right? Yeah. Professionally after that. Um, and let's talk about your degree. When you were in college and you got your degree, because you came back and after and you were... Um, a GA, a graduate assistant. So what made yes. you feel like you wanted to come back to this world and actually kind of be a coach? Because you were able to bring people um, from, you know, that were graduating, were playing after you um, through mm-hmm. this process that you went through. So what made you feel like you wanted to come back? So basically what it was after my rookie year in Silo, Finland, shout out to the Vilpis, the Vikings. I played over there, loved the organization. There was something telling me, and it's weird because I think it was just fate. Something was telling me, hey, I think the universe and God just has something bigger for me, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it, and I was kind of scratching the surface, but I was like, you want to know what? Let me just – this basketball will be here, which it was. You know, in my mind, I was like, let me try to – just try to level up because my bachelor's, I got it with – liberal arts with a minor in media studies, and I'm glad to have that. But I just kind of seen a golden opportunity, and I reached out to Larry Stacy, who was the coach at the time, and he took me on as a graduate assistant with no hesitation. And I think for me, being the person that I was, I came in, I did a great job with being a GA and just being a sponge and learning everything. But more important, the biggest thing for me was getting a free master's degree mm. because coming from where I come from and my family, a master's degree, is, it's unheard of. So I was looking at it more of an opportunity to, to really help my education and just help me overall, my resume, and just reach new heights. So as far as my family, I'm kind of I'm an uncharted territory right now with my nieces watching me my nephews watching me even the older people so I want to continue to set an example and let them know hey even though we come from poverty and violence and drugs and and all of the bad things let that be motivation instead of letting it 
don't let it be a handicap or a crutch. Let it be something that motivates you and fuels you to do something better. And that's what I did. And I enjoyed my time at Colorado State. Hence why I came back. I love Fort Collins. And it is just a, a beautiful place to live. Yeah. And then you went back and played a few more years, yes. right? Yeah. And because you said basketball was still there. Um, yes. And then now, I mean, you're back in the U.S. You know, you, I think yes. your last stop was China. So you had yes, to leave <laughs> ultimately <Had> with everything <laughs> going on. Um, yes. But you're building stuff now. So when you went back to be a professional player, was something already building up inside of you knowing that you had to give back in some way? And, you know, whether it was the coronavirus that grounded you or not, I mean, you know, was there something that you just felt like that urge or that, um, you know, need to give back even further than just coaching? Definitely. I've always been a person to give back. And I've always, my motto was kind of, if I can't give back monetary things, I can give back the knowledge that I have, which is priceless. So I go back after being a, a graduate assistant for Colorado State. And my next stop is Montevideo, Uruguay. And something there, it was, it was just a calling because I've always wanted to give back, but now more so being on the other side and, and having that experience as a GA and working with these players closely and seeing the relationships that I've built and for those guys to look at me as a mentor and for those guys to really confide in me, like I've confided in your husband, JP, and I've confided in other coaches that meant a lot and that sparked something in me to actually start to do a little more research on non-organization programs and just just doing more me going back to my high school and talking to those guys they look at me as somebody who's just achieved and achieved and achieved and for me to actually be back and give them knowledge they really enjoy it and I love coaching. I definitely love it. But I think um, the nonprofit organization is something that I can, I can just take a lot of pride in because it's giving back to a community similar to the community that I grew up in and other countless communities who don't have opportunities. And that is something that I really love. And I've already just started giving back, maybe not monetary, but volunteering my time, going to homeless shelters, donating old clothes, because I know how it was being young and my mom couldn't afford to put big shoes on my big feet. So I always donate my old shoes. I never sell them. I donate them to the Salvation Army, which is one of the shelters I actually lived in growing up. And that's why I have such a deep connection with, with, with giving back because I know how it feels to be on the other side of receiving. Yeah. So let's talk about your nonprofit organization. Now, I know that, you know, you're still building it. You're funding yes. it yourself. In fact, yes. I need to introduce you to somebody, too, because I had uh, somebody, his name is Alex Koenigsberg, but he actually okay. helps nonprofits find funding, and he's a grant writer. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So um, I had him on my show, and I'll introduce you to him. But, um, I mean... I know about, you know, funding nonprofits uh, just because, yes. you know, my husband had started his own as well and we just kind of did whatever we could. Um, yes. But I feel like, especially with what you're doing and how you're giving back, there's a lot of ways to get funding um, to maybe even get you started faster. Um, yes. I also have a, uh, a friend that I wrote my book with that um, helps people start nonprofits as well. So I don't even know okay. if yours is under the 501c3 yet or anything like that, mm -hmm. but I can get you introduced to her. Um, but she helps people 
people actually get a nonprofit started within 30 days. So she's got um, a wow. different program. Oh, yeah. So I've got a lot of different connections for you yes, as well. Please. But I want to hear about what it is about this nonprofit. So that way people that are listening can also offer the help that you might need. So what are your plans for this? And um, I don't even think you have, do you, I don't even think you have a name yet for it, right? But you're just so, like, what are the thought I, processes? Where are you? So I do have a name. It's called Opportunity Ahead. And so my mission statement is to provide opportunities while highlighting and supporting disadvantaged youth, teens, and adults through fundraising, wellness programs, and partnerships. So basically, starting off, I know I can't get that I can't I can't do the adults and everyone at one time. So my focus primarily starting off is the youth, you know, the young kids, because the kids are our future. And basically what I want to do is to provide, of course, sports, basketball, but just because sports was my escape, everyone isn't, you know, blessed with God-given abilities like I had. So everyone has their own thing. And I didn't know I was good at basketball until I actually was in a position to, to do better and to actually explore and work. So just because this was my calling, it doesn't mean it's everyone else's. So I want to provide, ultimately, my vision is for to have, to have things, whether it's in art, whether it's in music, whether it's in dance, whether it's in technology, because I think so many times, especially more so in the black community, we put a basketball in our kids' hands or we tell them that basketball or being a rapper or being an entertainer is the only way out, when in reality, we have great people who could be great engineers or scientists and they don't have the opportunities to actually explore those options. So um, I've created, well, th what I wanted to create is just something that really gives back to the community and the communities that are underserved, the communities that don't have funding, the poor communities where everyone thinks that there's no way out. That is my target place. And those are the places where I look to make a difference in. Yeah. Are you thinking of being more like a brick and mortar type of place where it's grounded or is it something where you're going to provide opportunities by helping fund these for people that might apply for, uh, you know, your help, that type of thing? Like what's definitely your help, about that? Definitely help fund these because I think with communities like that, there are opportunities there they just don't know. They don't, mm -hmm. they just don't, they simply lack the knowledge of knowing, Hey, you know, if you write into this, you could win, I don't know, $5,000 towards a scholarship to somewhere. But a lot of the times the expectations are so low that their mindset isn't even thinking about college. It's thinking about where's my next meal going to come from. Mm -hmm. It's thinking about, am I going to be safe? It's, it's survival. So definitely want to help funding and help give awareness to, to different things that are available that they didn't know was available. Yeah. So I see it as a couple of things, you know, definitely something where you might provide funding, scholarships, yes. maybe even the connection to some of these opportunities. Yes. I also see it because you have sports as a background and you were a coach, you know, some opportunities where you could have speaking gigs as well. Yes. You did an yes. excellent job. I mean, I wasn't really tuned in, but I would come and go um, where you spent some time with my son's club team as well, um, oh, yes. just inspiring them. And so just maybe high 
hiring you on as a speaker for, uh, you know, an inspirational speaker for different teams might be yes. um, another opportunity to allow even the kids that are in these, even whether it's club sports, whether it is um, recreational sports, you know, they mm -hmm. might want to have um, a speaker like you uh, to come yes. in. Um, so I can see that as well. Maybe, um, are you thinking of any um, on the ground like camps or um, uh, anything like that besides Yes. You know, even having the connections, like if people are listening to this and they have a connection where they're like, oh, I see what he's saying. And I see yeah. that there are certain populations out there that don't even know what's out there. Like mm -hmm. I need to get connected to Teal because I need to make sure that he knows about this. So as he's going into these um, different uh, communities or environments that he can talk about, maybe my organization that would be happy to get yes. a scholarship. So you need those types of connections yes. as well, right? Okay. Definitely. Yeah. So there's kind of a, a lot, you know, to be done here. Um, but it's one step at a time too, but I it can is. see a lot of possibilities um, and a lot of help that you'll need as well. Yes, definitely. I've already brainstormed just some activities that I could just kind of start off with even just funding my own money, just having back to school giveaways with school supplies. I mean, obviously because of COVID, it wouldn't be as successful, but Looking ahead, my plan was to have back-to-school drives where we, we feed the kids, we give them free haircuts, I can train them with basketball. Uh, one, of, one, of my, one of my best friends, um, he, he's connected through dance, so we could actually have something set up for dance for, for the boys or the girls. Just a bunch of different organizations and a bunch of different things to come together just to help. You know, I know I grew up with that. We qualify for every government assistant you know, program that there was, and we would go to things like this where they were giving us free food, um, Santa Claus would come to our house for Christmas. So I'm thinking along the lines of that. And also, me and my sister were having a conversation. I was going to have something called sweats to suits. Now, you know, sweats being an athlete, we are, we're always in sweats, we're comfortable with that. But this was going to be something that would help etiquette for, for young men and women, whether it was interviewing for a job or just learning how to tie a tie, because I didn't learn how to tie a tie until I became the graduate assistant and I had to learn and I didn't want anyone teaching me because I had so much pride. So I got on YouTube and I taught myself. So though that's something that little boys and even little girls, mm -hmm. they need to know these things for when they get older and, if you want to be, you know, successful in the real world, you have to know how to talk to someone. You have to know how to maintain eye contact, mm -hmm. firm handshake, small things like that. And that's something that I'm really trying to touch on all bases. It's the small things that come together to make a big impact. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So I've got... As you're talking, I've got tons of ideas <laughs> for you. Okay, so I was trying to remember, but I was listening at the same time. Okay, so for school supplies, a great yes. idea if you still want to do that, even though I know I understand COVID and everything like that. I know that there is, I know you don't, you're not here anymore in Fort Collins, but I know Realities right. for Children, they do have backpacking, uh, backpack stuffing areas um, that they have with my son who is in Young Men's Service League. And so I might actually mm -hmm. have you come and talk to uh, them oh, uh, that would because be they had a tie tying um, session as well. It's part of right. life skills, but they helped out with stuffing backpacks. But if you can't do something physically like that, 
I don't know if you knew that there are wish lists on Amazon. And so if you want to organize oh. something, you could go to Amazon, make a wish list, because I know teachers do it at the same time. And then people, yes. and you can just provide a link to, you can do it under your nonprofit versus your name. And you okay. can just say, these are the um, supplies that I need. And then as people go shopping on Amazon and they click into where that is, they're like, oh, I can afford to a couple more bucks to offer, yes. you know, a backpack or uh, this type of supply. And you they go to your wish list and they click that and they'll buy it and it goes directly to where you need it to go, um, like if it's to you or something like that. So that's an idea for that. Um, idea. I was thinking of, uh, oh, your, your sweats to suits. Um, another yeah. cool thing would be um, if you were going to take donations, because I know that there are a lot of places and organizations that take donations for, um, like even for myself, professional wear clothes that I don't wear anymore to take yes. it to for women who are going to go in for a job interview or for men that might need that for a job interview, things like that. So if you were going to collect donations, things like Definitely. that, um, it could create something where you could have maybe a storage site where you are and get these oh, collections. And then as people need that for their interview, as you're teaching them how to talk mm -hmm. to somebody, maybe mm -hmm. part of that session allows them to to come with you and look at um, a particular item of clothing that they might need for an interview. So that might be something that's cool. Um, and then the other thing, only because um, with our book coming out and we talk about different goal setting, you have so mm -hmm. many great ideas. I would love to see them <laughs> chopped down into um, smaller yes. goals. So even if you're like, yes. okay, I want to do this, I want to do that, sometimes right. you can get overwhelming. So, you know, mm -hmm. chopping that up into, okay, if I plan just four events for the year, one every right. quarter, I can pull right. this off, you know, and then maybe it's an event that repeats every year. Or if you want to yes. do it one a month, you know, something like mm -hmm. that, or one every other month, you could do six a year. And you start chopping up your um, events and some of these great opportunities that you're going to provide into yes. smaller chunks. You focus on that, get your partners in together, you know, and, and see how that goes. Because it just seems like there's so much that you can, you can do. And I don't want you to get overwhelmed yes. because you have such yes. a great drive and motivation. But what I'm learning from my partner um, that we wrote the book, together is chopping up goals like if you see because I'm kind of like you I'm like oh I want to do that oh I want to do yes, that I want to exactly. do that but chopping it up into different pieces also allows you to say okay this is more doable I got to get yes. this done to get to the next one or things like that it might actually help out um, so that's super super exciting um, I, I love that okay so um what let's talk about your your podcast because I'm really interested yes. about that as well. So <laughs> you started a podcast called Teal Talk, um, yes. and where is it located? How do people find out and uh, find out where to listen? And what is it about? And when did you start it? Okay, so people can listen on Instagram. It's at teal okay. underscore talk. T i e l underscore talk. I decided to start this about three, two and a half, three months ago. And I was just inspired by what was, what was happening with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and just kind of the, the state of our country at the time. And it started off as me and my old teammate that I went to Southern Illinois Carbondale with. And we, we were just talking about race and, and, and police brutality and things like that. And I had so much fun and I loved it so much that I was like, you know, I think I might just kind of want to start a platform of my own to talk about, we, we don't just talk about racism and police brutality. We talk about a variety of things. And so far I've had 
an Olympian in Gwen Berry. I've had a provisionally licensed professional therapist. I've had an army vet. I've had an entrepreneur and I just had a biochemical automation scientist. And we just, we talk about just a variety of things, black representation in, in areas where you don't see a lot of African Americans in. And we also talk about sports and we talk about COVID and we talk about recent things just to keep the audience's attention. So that's something that I just kind of started. It was weird because I never thought I would be a person just to have a platform like that. And I was just inspired by everything that was going on with, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement Mm -hmm. and and everything. So that's how everything came about. And Till Talk on Instagram, I do it every other Sunday, 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Okay, so it's live where people can actually watch the video as well? Okay. Yes. Okay. And then do you save the recording to multipurpose it so that you can drop it onto a podcast platform? Okay. So it's going on out out as an audio podcast. No, no audio podcast for now. I just have it on Instagram because I'm not, I'm tech savvy, but I'm not that tech savvy to where I'm, I'm really, you know, hip and familiar with, with all those things. But as of right now, all of the recordings and everything I've done is on my Instagram page but that is a great idea. I will look more into that just so I can kind of reach more people. Okay. Oh my gosh. We got to talk. Cause I'm like, okay, you can save it here, post it here. I will help you or I will help you get Thank connected you. as well. Thank you. Thank um, because you. it sounds like an amazing um, platform and opportunity yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I want to help you get it out to more people. So after we're done, I'll tell you um, a couple of different things as well. Um, I might have okay. to make a note so that I don't forget uh, to talk <laughs> to you about it when uh, we're done. Um, but yeah, I can definitely help you um, figure out how to save it. I am not tech savvy, but I'm getting there um and it gets easier and easier and there's a lot more people out there that know things too because um we're all having to do this right Right. um so you don't want to just waste your um time just putting on instagram because i can see how you could get a lot more reach with some other ways to spread that out so we'll talk about that later um so what other types of guests would you need like people that are listening in you had kind of a plethora of different types of guests so what kinds of guests are you thinking about because i also have some people that i might be able to send your way so basically what i want to have is i want to have people that come on the show who is whether you're a unicorn i would like to call them um whether you're you're african-american and you're in a field that's that's predominantly white or predominantly something other than that people that you don't have to be african-american but people that are making change similar to this someone that's making positive change in the community whether whether it's through education or you're on the you know, you're in the field actually doing hands-on work, just someone who's making a positive impact in their community or environment in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Seems like there's a lot of people out there. So people that are listening, I want you to reach out to Teal too, because I think that um, kind of spreading your mission as well as um, being inspired or learning about what he's doing too can definitely push everybody out more. Um, So that's exciting. Okay. Um, Let's talk about your book. I didn't know about your book. Okay. So you're writing a book. It's called um, Man on a Mission. Where yes. are you in the process? What inspired you to start writing? So actually, my barber inspired me to start writing because 
He's known me ever since I was 15 years old. He's been cutting my hair. He gave me a haircut today because I wanted to look nice. <laughs> Can't come on a platform looking, you know, scraggly. So he actually told me, he was like, yeah, you know, your story is very inspirational. You should write a book. And he planted a seed when he said that. And ever since then, I've, I've got online and I've kind of just, it was intimidating at first. But like you said, now that I'm chopping everything up, Every day I usually write and whether it's just a note to put something in there or it's going towards a chapter, I've completed two chapters so far. And I, I feel like my story and, and everything that I've been through, the person who I am, I've had so many great people pour so much into me, whether it was financially or emotionally or just giving support, making a post on Facebook saying, way to go till we're proud. I feel like my story is a great one and I'm doing all of these other things, but I'm also doing this and writing a book is just something that it'll just break the mold for me because like I said, in my family, we don't really, we expectations are low and I'm, I'm, I'm raising a bar and I'm raising a bar and I just, I don't want to get content and the writing process has been stressful because it's my first time I've reached out to people who've written books before and they've told me, hey, you know, take it easy. Your own wasn't built in a day. You just have to set small goals and just kind of keep doing what I've been doing. And so basically it's just a motivational book for those who think that the, the situation they're in or the environment around them, that they have to be a product of that, that they can be so much more and they can be so much bigger than, than what society or, or anyone else has, has, has placed on them. And they can kind of, break free from that box that everyone puts them in and just achieve, achieve great things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that too. I'm excited. Okay. So I have to ask, you know, because you, you meant, you go back and mention your family, like your mom, your mom was a really good supporter yes. of you. Like yes, what does she definitely. think of all of this? Does she get it? Is she kind of like, you know, huh, there goes my teal, you know, things like that. Like <laughs> what's what, when you talk to her, is she like, Oh my gosh, that's another thing. Is she excited? Like what's her feeling? She is so proud. She is just bursting with just, she, she's proud. She's just a mother who we had it rough. Even though we had it rough, we always had enough, you know, to quote Tupac. That, that was our thing. And our thing was we're homeless, not hopeless. That was her saying for mm, us I like when we were, when we were going through the things that we went through and so she always held out hope. And for every game, she's always the loudest. Every time I do something, she's the first one posting. She'll even beat me to it. And she's just bursting with pride. And I love it because I try to make her proud with the things that I do. And I try to make my family proud with the things that I do and, and the man I am and just how I conduct myself on a daily basis. My mom is just, she's so proud. And she supported me because at one point in time, when I first started playing basketball, I was complaining about how hard it was. And at one point in time, my coaches would drive out to our house and I would hide because I didn't want to practice. And she was the one that pushed me because she seen the potential in me that I didn't see in myself. Mm -hmm. And I think she just deserves the utmost respect for me because she pushed me. She kept me motivated. She even tried to... <laughs> She even tried to persuade me, hey, listen, she even wrote a contract out because she seen I was pulling away. She wrote a contract out and it was a full list and it was 
Like, look, if you sign here, I'll, I'll even add in an extra $100 signing bonus to make it more basketball-like just to push me. And then I thought it was just dumb. But now I look back and I was like, wow, you know, she really saw potential in me that I didn't see. And she was doing everything in her power to motivate me to, to stay on the path that I'm on now. And I'm forever grateful. Yeah. You gave me some good ideas with my own son and contracts. I'm like, Hmm, yes. maybe I should write up a contract. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, have you had any projects or stories or met anybody that may have touched your heart and maybe con- uh, continues to give you this inspiration to give back in this way or this motivation to give back in this way? I haven't met anyone specifically, but I think, because of my background, that's all the motivation I need. And, I'm, and I always see stories online and I would be motivated by that. But just my background, how I grew up and how just, just remembering when we stayed at the homeless shelter at the Salvation Army and we would see me and my two sisters would see the donation truck come and they were hand-me-downs. But to us, they were new and we would race to see who could get there first. And great it was such a great experience and just such a great memory that I had I want to be the person to give that memory Mm -hmm. to someone else and giving back to me I didn't understand it until I got older and I want to be the change and I want to affect one person and that one person affect another person and it's a snowball effect I'm I, I probably can't reach everybody which I know I can't but if, if I'm the inspiration for one person and that one person inspires someone else, my, you, that's my lifelong mission. That's ultimately what I want to do. I feel like that's what I'm put on this earth to do was basketball was just an avenue and an outlet to meet the people I needed to meet to get me to get to my actual calling, which is giving back. Yeah. And I think you speak from a lot of people who are walking down the same road and same journey is the thought process of it doesn't matter how much I reach, how many people I reach right now. If I can just mm-hmm. reach one person, then it's worth it. You know, and I think a lot of people have those same types of hearts um, and, and beliefs that it might have this butterfly effect or this ripple effect, you know, down yes. the line. But if you just are true to yourself and continue to give back in this way, you know, and reach that one person, then it's going to continue to multiply. So I think yeah. you are definitely on the right path. Um, you know, I don't want to assume this, but for people that are listening and um, are learning about what you do, do. Is there any um, way that or any things that you can think of right away that might need um, some help uh, from other people or some connections that you might need? Um, definitely. I need more connections with people who have experience with nonprofit organizations and people who know, know the ins and outs more than I do because I have a vision and I have a great vision and I have the drive, but I want to do it right. So, so far I've got the name. I just wanted to cover all the bases, my mission statement, the people who's going to actually be a part of it. I've covered that much already, but kind of move forward when it gets to the paperwork. I need someone that has been there, has done that. They know how to fill it out the correct way so we don't have to keep paying these fees because they can get expensive. And those are the people that I need connections with and you know if you could kind of shoot me a number email text message instagram handle anything 
that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah. Well, I can do that for you because I've already got people um, that I can get yes. you connected. And if anybody else has anything else, even if you want to get involved with what Teal is doing or be um, on his podcast as well, then, uh, you know, please feel free to reach out. We'll have everything in the show notes to reach out to you and your Definitely. contact information. So it'll be easy to find you. Um, oh, and one, one last question I want to ask you too is what's, you shared a lot of, lot of different insights, but what might be one piece of advice that you can share? with my listeners about just making the world a better place and, and really embracing who you are, but then taking that and, and making an impact in the world. What's some great advice? So I think I would say that the world we live in and, and the times that we're in right now, with it being 2020, I think it's so important to give back because so many times a lot of people might look at their childhood and they might say, well, no one gave back to me. Now, whether whether they gave back and you were too young to realize that's what was going on or they didn't, either way, you could break the mold, you can break the cycle, and you could be the, the person who could ultimately help a lot of people because I think a lot of people are mistaken in the sense, well, I'm just one person, what can I do? You can do a lot. If you're really motivated, you have the drive, and there's no better feeling of giving back without wanting anything in return that is giving back in its most purest form because there, there's nothing better because I always say it's a blessing to be a blessing. When I, when I go uh, train kids or, or do something and it's free of charge, I don't want anything other than just the satisfaction of these kids who probably wouldn't get this type of training or this level of training for free. Uh, I don't want anything. I love to see them, enjoying it, getting better. And they know that I'm very knowledgeable with the game of basketball and skill development. So small things like that is, is what, you know, people should, should build on and giving back is such a great thing. So giving back is just something that everyone can do and you don't have to give back financially. You can give back the knowledge that you know, like I do. So if everyone gave back and we would make this world a better place. And I truly believe that. Oh my gosh, I do too. Well, Teal, it was so great to, to catch up with you and it's so awesome to learn a little bit more about you. I feel like a proud mama as well. I think a lot of the, <laughs> the athletes that come through that we get to spend a couple of years with, um, yeah. you know, end up being very close to us and um, you're very inspirational to my, for my son and very inspirational to our family. And it's so awesome to see you doing so well. I'm so excited for you. So thank you so much for giving me this time uh, to spend time with you and learn a little bit more about what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. I just want to say your family is great, classy, upstanding. You took me in when, when I was so far from home and I didn't have anybody. I spent Christmas with you all. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because you, you all didn't have to do that. You got me gifts <laughs> and I was able to meet your, your, your son and your daughter. So I thank you for that. I thank you for being somebody that has helped me along the way you, during my journey to get to where I am now. So you are appreciated. And shout out to JP, the greatest strength and conditioning coach around. One of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. Thank you for having Aww. me on. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you 
you so much for tuning in to Connecting a Better World, and thank you, NOCO FM, for supporting this show. If you haven't heard, NOCO FM is dedicated to bringing diverse voices and spotlighting a unique culture to Fort Collins and beyond. For more information, please visit www.noco.fm. If you connected to something in this episode, we would love to hear from you. Our contact info will be listed in the show notes, as well as you can reach us on our social media channels. Please feel free to share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more shows, please tune in to noco.fm online. This has been a production of NOCO FM.